When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another moment like that that always makes me laugh is... Has anyone talked to Dwight? Oh, yeah, we talk all the time. Really? No. (laughs) We talk all the time. (laughs) Just how fast? Really? No. (laughs) Yeah. Out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. If your business paper needs or Dundermip, then the people purses paper people Dundermip, then the people purses paper people Dundermip, then the people purses paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host and head of the Committee to Plan Parties, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, probably Italian, possibly Filipina. <laughs> and, w- and with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Philip Hellers, how they hanging? <laughs> to the left, to the right. Uh, every and, we, and then she sa- he says, go ahead. And, she sa- and Karen says, you called me. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> uh. What do we this do every week, Sean? Please leave me the message. Abondanza. <laughs> every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. Uh, this week... Karen Filippelli. This week we're talking about Karen Filippelli. <laughs> Abondanza. Uh, I should have timed as that voted better. By... I'm sorry, Sean. I, I, I messed okay. with your flow. This is your safe space is the intro. I apologize for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> as as voted, uh, we're talking about Karen Filippelli today. As voted by uh, the Scots Tots, our Patreon members. Thank you guys for uh, voting. Is that that's right? Right? Karen was like second. Uh... Well, we on our 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 second batch of voting. I think it went Jan, then Karen, and then Bob Vance. Uh, to the shock oh, of a lot okay. of Tots who who had put a lot of money on Bob Vance to win that. So bummer. Excellent. Well, uh, well, we'll be talking about Karen, and then we'll finish up with some listener-provided trivia sent to us by Jasmine. Uh, but uh, but before we get into today's topic, we just wanted to recap, uh, check in after our uh, a live event in um, in Aurora at Lady Justice Brewing. It was uh, such a fun weekend. It was awesome. Holy smokes! It was. We had so much fun, um, and hopefully, all. All of our tots were able to are able still able to watch the the video the stream of that whole thing. Um, if you want to see the trivia show, but of course we put that main episode out as well, um, which people really like. Turns out people uh, have been uh, clamoring for women to be on the show for some time, and turns out it was a great <laughs> move. Uh, no, we 
There, I mean, we had them on our hundredth episode as well. So maybe, yeah, maybe about but every Al- fifty episodes, we'll, you know, we'll get. <laughs> yes, yeah, thank you so much to Allison and Kate and Betsy and everyone at Lady Justice. You guys were awesome on the show, and awesome to us all day. Uh, it was super fun just getting to hang out at the brewery. Uh, I, it was a dream come true for me to get to play around in the in the big brewery. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and thank you to everyone who came out to trivia. There was like so many people there who actually listened to the show and a lot of you guys came up and said hi and that's super nice. Um, so thank you. I think we, we wanted to shout some people out. Um, yeah, if, if, again, just to echo what they said, thank you again to Lady Justice for everybody who came out. That was super fun. Um, I think it was really, uh, really, really cool to take the show on the road and uh, and to do something in another place and just try something out. Um, yeah. And hopefully, hopefully people liked it. I think um, it was uh, it was also fun to like get to do that in a, and and have people that were there who just came for an office trivia because that's always fun. So um, it was totally. fun to to get to do that. And uh, thanks again to everyone. I did try to write down names as we went along, but shout out to. Uh, Cassandra, Maria, Leanne, Bernard, Chip, Liz, Faye, and then I think it was either L or Nell. L. Yes, yeah, L. L. Okay. L. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they just, they came up and said hi, so just oh, shout out Will. to them. Um, uh, and Will, Liana's, yeah. yeah, husband, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, thank you again. Um, yeah, just a, a great a great weekend. One more, what more can you say? Really was yeah, see, really was cool. Super fun getting to hang out with you guys. Uh, Cassandra told me to mention too that we didn't. Uh, think of one of the best physical comedy moments uh, in the show, in her opinion, which is Dwight trying to grab Jim's penis to see. <laughs> oh, that is. <laughs> yeah. So I did. I, I told her uh, uh, mention that. So uh, and and of course Ashley was our winner for the night too. And so uh, yeah. if you, uh, I, I think that she was wasn't a fan of the pod. Well, she, so she hopefully you're listening now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's the thing. So we asked like halfway through the night of like who here knows our show and it was it was maybe half the people mm-hmm. if that yeah uh yeah no which was great because that means like oh if we office trivia nights are our way to uh actually get people to listen to our show if we host if we host trivia nights yeah because i thought most yeah. people were gonna know the show but uh i think more people were there for the trivia and the beer also, we got a note that uh, I think some of our Patreon fans who are subscribers who watch the show uh, or watch the live stream did trivia together, and I guess they crushed it. So oh, uh, nice. no surprises there. It was but, hard. Yeah. We I think we stumped a lot of people. I feel bad for laughing during your Alex trivia round. Really hard. I learned a Gone. lot. I learned a lot <laughs> from doing the uh, the audio ones. I think I I do it a little differently, and I uh, yeah, it's harder than I thought. That's what she said. And I think if we do it again, it'll be a lot more fun. That's what she said. Shall we get started with the main topic or anything else to say? No, just, you know, it's funny. Like, I think we, it was probably a little harder than it should have been. Um, and I think, (laughs) yeah. And the only reason that I say that is because like, I've never run a trivia night before, but we, you would look out at the crowd when people would read questions and you would expect people to start writing when you say a question because people might know it. But a lot of times you're just kind of like blank stares at us. (laughs) Yep. Well, they just got, they got to really... think about it a little bit. People did pretty well. People, People did, did pretty well. well. People like, did pretty well. It, it, it was just yeah. Yeah, no one got a hundred percent, but I guess our, the Scotts Tots got pretty close. Um, but uh, you know, uh, yeah. If you if you're gonna come to our trivia night, we'll we'll come out with the hard questions, but mm-hmm. we'll pepper in some easier ones too next time. Um, 
Okay. But without further ado, a Karen, a Philip Hadley, played by Rashida Jones. If you, you know, live under a rock, maybe you don't know, Rashida Jones, an amazing person, daughter of of Quincy Jones, the great Quincy Jones and Peggy Lipton. And uh, she is a, a, a director and a writer and producer as well as an actor. I got to work. Uh, for Rashida Jones as a director on Angie Tribeca, and she was super nice to me, and maybe talked to her once. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> still counts. Uh, uh, but uh, but counts, yeah, counts, counts. She, she's kind of an incredible, like super has this incredible life. Uh, she you know studied at Harvard University, where uh, she was <laughs> the musical director for an acapella group. The Opportunes. Hmm. It's a fun, it's a fun fact. Okay, nice. Sure. Is that fun to you guys? Is that a fun fact? Yeah, okay. I didn't know that, what that year. Fun. Class of. <laughs> yes. Um, she almost became a lawyer, uh, but uh, but instead um, uh, turned to, to to theater and acting. Uh, she's been in, in every the office, Parks dream. and Rec. <laughs> throwing away a promising law career for acting also uh who's the uh, oh dimitri martin did that right he was like a term away from graduating law school and quit to pursue stand-up and his parents were like just could you just finish out could you just finish out the law thing just in case yeah uh it says here that she was uh became dis- disillusioned by the oj simpson trial <laughs> Wow, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that'll uh, that'll that'll question uh anyone's faith in in the legal system, but mm-hmm, yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Who, who does she play know? on the office? She plays Karen Filippelli on the office. I think I said that already, but um more fun facts. See. More fun facts. That's I mean, that's it. That's all I got for for Rashida Jones fun facts. She plays Karen Filippelli, Jim's uh, a girlfriend and salesman at um, Dunder Mifflin Stanford, and then Scranton. And that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you, as always, for listening. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but no, no, no. Uh, no AKAs? It's my favorite part of your character episode. She's she's bachelorette number four <laughs> in, uh, right. in yeah, level Threat midnight. Level Midnight. But no, I, I, I couldn't really come up with a... I guess Philip Hellers is the only other nickname. Mm-hmm. Oh, Philip Hellers. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, but Karen Filippelli plays a huge role in the show. She is there in Stanford when Jim transfers and uh, is one of the sort of few characters in that little office ensemble. It's like it's like Jim, Karen, Andy, and Josh, essentially. Um, and, of course, Jim and her begin to date uh, at, right when um, the branch closes and they merge with the Scranton branch, and there is a bit of a love triangle between Jim, Pam, and Karen um, now that once Pam is no longer uh, with Roy. So um, she plays a big role in the show within the Jim and Pam relationship, which is, of course, kind of at the heart of the of the office, and um, she does play an important role, even though she's only in the show for a season and a couple of episodes that follow. The include, like, where Karen comes in in the show to, is, serves as, I'm trying to think of the right analogy, but she, you know, she obviously comes in with this a new set of cast members, at least for season three, right from Stanford. Um, 
is there Jim's there just long enough before the merger for them to like form this relationship that he then comes back to Scranton uh, with you know this this relationship with Karen and it's like it's just matured long enough to become a barrier again to Jim and Pam and pushing the will they won't they of Jim and Pam out another season right it gets them this is like Karen plays such a big part in that plot of of uh, between Casino Night um, up through the end of season three. And for so long, there's nothing really wrong, right? There's nothing like yeah. wrong between her and Jim. And this really reads with real life where Jim put it all out for Pam. Pam said no. Jim moves on, meets another woman. Everything's great. But then it's like when he goes back to Scranton, it's like nothing's wrong, but everything's wrong. And they, I think they actually do a very nuanced job of letting that play out over season three. Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it allows um, kind of the inverse of what we've had in the office between seasons one and two um, of the will they won't they between Jim and Pam, but also there's Roy. Roy is in the picture. Right. Pam is engaged. There's like a level of sort of um, that makes it feel sort of um, kind of like this impossible gap for Jim to cover. Yeah. Um, and then that's doubled down when he kind of puts it, you know, when he when he. Um, in casino night, and then he moves. He moves on, or at least he tries to. Um, and I think that's that's kind of to his credit. You know, he moves on. He tries to start a new um, chapter in his life, and he meets somebody new, and they begin a new relationship. And then they're kind of forced back to Scranton um, via the via the merger. And then, uh, yeah, like Jim says himself, it feels like even though I came back, I never really came back. Um, there are elements when Jim comes back when he doesn't really want to prank Dwight as much at first. Um, and that, that only lasts for a minute, but, um, but definitely Karen plays, plays a big role in that. And that, and I, I do agree that like Karen and Jim are a pretty good match for the most part. Yeah. Uh, maybe not a perfect match the way that, uh, Jim and Pam are, um, or at least, you know, you know what I mean? Um, sure. the way they're portrayed and, at least. Yeah, ex- exactly. And, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's harder to root against them, you know, I think, um, up until a certain point, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's just, it's really interesting to watch play out because like they're kind of, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of the right word, uh, words to say it, but like, I don't, I don't feel like Pam could ever really say how she feels about Jim and it gets to the point where Karen has to be really direct and ask Jim, you know, do you still have feelings, uh, for her? Yeah. Like they have to kind of dance around it. Like he doesn't even, Karen doesn't really find out until Phyllis tells her in the traveling salesman episode. It's just a really interesting little time in the show she's put in a very weird place she's yeah put in a oh very yeah. weird place of like she's coming you mean the ho- you mean the hotel room yeah she can't she, she's, <laughs> she's she can't move next to jim she's yeah. coming to a brand new situation in scranton right with like a brand mm-hmm. new boyfriend and for, for her it's just like okay like next chapter of life this is interesting let's see what happens for everyone else it's like oh she's coming into this place where there's all these there's a lot of baggage there's a lot of there's a lot of ghosts in Scranton for between Pam and Jim and all this stuff and mm-hmm. and I feel like the discourse around Karen is is often very unfair to everyone but especially to Karen because again she's just in a difficult situation here like she doesn't do anything wrong she's like a great match she seems to be a good partner to Jim she has fun they get they do a little pranks together uh, the hers chips line is like a very classic Jim thing of like. Here's the, you know, Jim's got like two moves. Here's one of them, right? Is that kind of thing that he does. 
Um, they play the squeaky chair prank on Andy while they're still in Stamford. So you're getting these like echoes of what, of how Jim was with Pam. And I think I put it more on Jim of like, oh, he's yeah. kind of replaying the hits here with, he's trying to, he's trying to forget Pam by like doing everything he did with Pam, but with Karen and being like, I'm moving on. Um, and for Karen, she sees that happening and she's like, I'm really into this guy. Hey, he likes me. And why would she think any different because of the things Jim is doing? So tough, tough spot think, for Karen. I think that I, I think my hot take about Karen and that this whole love triangle is that, um, I mean, J- Jim and Karen never were going to work. I think like we kind of get hints of that. You know, she, the first thing she ever says is like, Jim's OK. He's kind of fitting in. He keeps doing this weird look at the camera. What is that? <laughs> yeah, that's a great, um, great introduction on the show. Incredible introduction. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, it's kind of followed up by a lot of, like, her sort of not really being totally impressed by Jim until the Hearst Chips thing, really, where he sort of turns on the charm. Um, and, uh, you know, we even kind of get a weird... Uh, like, that interaction between them during the whole Call of Duty thing when, you know, she... Uh, is like any last words and he turns around and she shoots him and laughs and he's like psychopath and then she like kind of gives a smile it's a weird it's a weird moment like it's not like wow that's seems like they've got a lot of like chemistry it was weird why was jim in that corner it's like there's nothing in there (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) i mean that's 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 the thing is that like they were they're a good match but not a not a you know, uh, I, I keep wanting to say perfect, but like, you know, they, they were, like you said, they were probably never going to end up together, like married the way that Jim and Pam are, but, uh, but they are in a terrible match. I mean, they both like, they seem, they have a lot of, they have some nice moments through the show. Um, I just I, think they are a really good match. I just think the well yeah. was poisoned a little bit. Like, like, I don't I just think, think that the early moments Pam, where she's not impressed by him means that they were never going to end up together. If, I mean, that's the whole point, right? He wins her over a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if Pam had been happily married this whole time and Jim was never interested in Pam, I just feel like Jim and Karen would be a, a, an amazing couple. They seem actually very compatible and good for each other. Well, I mean, I mean, the other thing is that, yeah, Jim, when when Jim finds out that he's moving back to Scranton or that some people can move back to Scranton if they want to, um, he almost doesn't tell Karen that he thinks that she should move. You know what I mean? Like, right, he kind of first, makes yeah. that decision. And, and I feel like it's one of those things where it's like in the moment, he doesn't want Karen to feel bad. He does like her. Like, I should move on. I should tell her that, you know, it'd be a good idea for her to move to Scranton. But like, he almost doesn't do it. Well, I think too, Jim is... I don't think Jim necessarily wants to move back to Scranton in that moment either. Like, I think he's saying what his kind of feelings are a little bit about it. Um, and I mean, he left for a reason and as he tries to move to Philly later, you know, I don't mm-hmm. think that he has like the, you know, like the sunny view of it. And he does come around and tell her like, Scranton's not so bad. You should actually move there. You know, I think right. um, it is weird. Cause he's like, yeah, he's, he does the thing. Yeah. New York is 20 minutes or whatever close New York is 45, 45 minutes yeah. away. But it's like, well, Jim, you, it's also that far away. You could also you, move man. that. Yeah. yeah you can it's, move like, it's this weird, like, yeah. and if, if I was Karen, I'd be like, okay, so why aren't you 
what's like that that's a, yeah. that's a weird that's a moment where it's like a, a flag should would come up for me exactly i mean they aren't together at the time no and i think too like one of the reasons that i think karen isn't so impressed by jim is because he comes in as kind of supervisory role like they don't really clarify that much but like he does say that he got promoted um right oh josh that is does, right yeah josh does say like jim will you make sure that she compiles that price list you know right and, uh, right. and jim volunteers to make all these cold calls and like that doesn't impress karen that much either you know what i mean so th- there is uh, yeah. a little bit of that going on i think as far as the uh in the early stages of uh, of them being on the show together or like those early episodes where they are in stanford and even a little bit after they make the move um karen kind of out jim's jim mm. you know like in in the episode, it's Diwali where uh, they're drinking and, and you know order consolidation. One, mm-hmm. three, two, one, shot. You know she pours <laughs> it out in the garbage can right. and then pretends. Like, it's a very gym move, you know. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and then also she has to help. It kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Jim and Pam at the Dundies, where like Pam is really drunk and Jim is kind of helping her a little bit. Like the way that he kind of helps give he gives uh, she gives Jim a ride because he rides his bike into the bush. You know. Like, it reminded me of that moment a little bit. Also, like, she is the one who is, like, pranking a little more. Um, mm-hmm. She does it with, um, in uh, Cocktails, when uh, she, like, says, oh, oh yeah, like, she's course. dated yeah, Wallace, she's dated that guy, you know. Um, and, like, it doesn't really go over that well with Jim. Same with, it's kind of like the Call of Duty moment, you know? Totally. Yeah. I, and I I think, too, there's like there is a disconnect between them that you see every once in a while. Like he didn't really love that prank, uh, which, you know, it's like she kind of let it lets him have it because I think, he, you know, this is after she's found out about Pam and stuff like that. Um, so he deserves that. But uh, oh. right. You mean uh, in the cocktails moment? Sorry, I thought you were talking about the Call of Duty thing. Sorry. Yes. Cocktails moment. Um, but like. You also get the moment too when Jim and, uh, and I mean, this is I guess the last, last interaction we really see between them when Jim is in New York about to interview for the job, and they see Jan's meltdown in the lobby. Oh yeah, and uh, I think I think Karen's like, "Yikes!" and Jim's like, "Yeah, I almost feel kind of bad for her." And Karen's like, don't. She's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she leaves to go have lunch with her friends. I mean, I think that that's, you know, I, I, obviously it's this is right before Jim makes a decision to, you know, to leave Karen and be with Pam instead. But it does seem like it does seem like Karen lacks this emotional um, intelligence that we know Pam has and maybe Jim has a little bit of and doesn't really want to be with someone even even colder than him I mean I think I think Jim like tried he I think he tried to move on a little bit but then really couldn't I think when he comes back to Scranton 
when he comes back to Scranton, like there's a little bit of that. But like, if he really wanted to move on, he probably would have told Karen up front about like what happened with him and Pam because he doesn't. You know what I mean? It's kind of it's a big deal. Like, he well, then I guess you know, like I, she she has to come he, she has to come in and ask him, and he's like, "Did I have a thing for Pam?" Like he has to say it rhetorically to buy himself time to try to yeah. figure out what he wants to say. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he just can't. Like I, like that's a pretty. I mean, I don't know. That's, that's like a kind of a bad thing to do. Like yes, yeah. Like he could have been just upfront about it, and like. Yeah, it's just like there, they was never going to work in that regard because he was never over Pam. You know what I mean? Whether I mean, whether he wanted to or not, you know. Yeah. I I guess like the thing that I'm just interested in is like, yes, Jim and Pam were destined to be together. It seems you know With, they, within the show. Yeah, it's within it's, the show. They I mean they hint at it pretty hard. Like in right. the convention when uh, she's on the phone. Right. Everybody say it's, bye to Pam. Bye Pam. You know. It's yeah. it's sorry. There's a plane going overhead, uh, but uh, the same, there's. Uh, I was just about to say. I also have a plane. It's somewhere the same plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Very I don't loud. know why both of you guys oh. record oh. outside by the airport. Yeah, <laughs> never, it's a bad it never choice. made any sense it's a to bad me. Choice. Yeah, I know they pay you money to shoot the birds, but like still. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like you know, if if you know, it's true love. They'll always wind up together in the end. Then then what is why is Karen the way that she is? Why did they make this character? <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? You know, (laughs) I mean, it's, it's, I feel like they plant just enough doubt, but I think that there are, uh, I think doubt is planted really early and throughout Jim's relationship with Karen. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that the way they drew the character, Karen's character was to make it some, somebody who was was a better match for Jim that you wouldn't maybe actively root against in the way that you kind of did with Pam and Roy. Like yeah. Roy did so many things that made you want them to, you know, to to split mm-hmm. up like like you don't really get as much of that with Karen. There is one like one thing that Karen does that I think like uh really changes like the way that she comes across in the show where she says Pam is kind of a bitch when they have that right. interaction, you know? Yeah. And uh, Pam is so flustered um and like I think I think they tried to like give to, to, to again you make it more complicated you make it more interesting um, mm-hmm. make it more difficult for these characters to figure out and I think yeah they just needed to make Karen somebody that was just a little more um, likable a little more uh, of a better of a good match for Jim even if uh, even if it was never going to work out just because you know they even before the Jim and Pam or excuse me even before Jim and Karen start dating there are all these seeds in the early parts. Of the season, like I, that scene I mentioned, the convention, or when he calls trying to get a hold of Kevin for some fantasy football thing, and he and Pam talk for like twenty minutes or whatever it is. Yeah, it's initiation. That's that episode. And Pam answers the phone, and goes, "Oh my god," you know? Yeah. Um, that like that was such a great moment. I remember watching for the first time. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I think I think though like yes, they made Karen a good match for Jim. But like in other ways, like Karen is kind of mean. Like she's yeah, just yeah. she's very different than Pam. And like, like it's like just you don't think Pam's the right amount mean of mean. Sometimes, What's that? <laughs> I think Pam's kind of mean sometimes. Uh, maybe later in the show. Well, actually, she did she's write that mean. thing about Michael on the she's bathroom wall. Pretty mean. She's pretty mean earlier in the show too. I mean, yeah, I everyone has their mean. Yeah, everyone has their moments. moments. Yeah. Everyone but, yeah. has their moments. I mean, there's some. There's like a dis- deleted scene with Karen where, um, and rightfully so, where she's like, uh, "Oh, what's her name? Helen is, uh, or Hannah is breastfeeding in the Stamford branch, right place, mm-hmm. right time." And 
<laughs> and uh, and Karen's like, Jim is like uncomfortable by it, and then Karen just says to her like, "Put your boob away. No one wants to see that," or something <laughs> like that. It, it, it's and I mean, it's it's just interesting to see. Like that was certainly like too much, and it it was a good idea to cut that scene. But like, you can tell the the writers were like, Karen needs to be kind of like a little bit more hot headed, a little bit like doesn't care as much what people think. Hmm. I mean, I just think that, he, that she needed to be different from Pam in some sort of discernible way. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I'm, we also only really see Karen for that one season and we get, we have nine seasons of Pam yeah, that's being true. a complete person. You know, I just mean like, yeah, to, I, to say like Karen is mean or I, or like, yeah, I just think we just don't see it. I mean, she's actually seems pretty, she seems pretty nice. She I mean, like she just cares about the people she cares about. There is she doesn't element. take shit from Angela. Yeah, yeah, she, kinda, yeah. She, she escalates the Marguerite. She's the one who escalates a little that. bit. Yeah, yeah. It's like she's not Pam mean, has to be the one to be like, you know, she's definitely. A, she's. I think at this stage of the show in season three, like, she's definitely has like a higher self esteem than Pam. Yeah, and I, I mm-hmm. wouldn't say that manifests as her being mean. She's just a little more direct, and she's able. She knows what she wants, and she's able to communicate that well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, if she was a guy in the world of Dunder Mifflin, she'd probably be promoted a lot faster than she was. Definitely. I mean, and she's the, by the way, she's the first, uh, uh, female, females, branch manager, manager that we, we see we, yeah. or manager that we see at all we should, at, uh, outside of Jan that we see at, um, Dunder Mifflin. So we should talk about that because that's another part of her sort of tenure on the show is becoming regional manager after Jim leaves her. What is the line? He leaves her crying at a fountain um, right. and in New York. And then a we true, see her a again. true romantic Jim Halpert. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then we see we see her in uh, Branch Wars. Uh, yeah, Branch Wars. Yeah. And she says, turns out it's a pretty easy gig when your boss is an idiot and your boyfriend's not in love with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> also, man, uh, she yeah. just gets such sweet... Just sweet Reven- moral yes. revenge. Uh, on- I know. It's pretty, it's pretty fun to see. And, like, I think... There's an element of this happens in lecture in uh, branch wars and then also in lecture circuit, but like there there are a handful of characters that we get to see who begin in the office as an employee of Michael Scott, but then rise to become either at an equal level of power or one level above. I'm thinking of Jim, du- like the characters that we see: Jim, du- uh, Ryan, Dwight, Karen. Um, I think that might be it. Um, and Dwight, we only see a little bit. Like I'm thinking of in the coup when Michael tricks him into being, you know, uh, thinking that he's actually going to be the manager. Ryan, of course, is VP. Jim is co-manager, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to see these characters respond to that little bit of power and how they treat Michael, you know. And it is fun to watch Karen be a lot more direct with Michael and uh, and kind of brush him off at certain things when he's trying to do, you know, um, when he's, you know, Michael Scott's going to Michael Scott, you know. Yeah. Um, like in Lecture Circuit. When uh, she's kind of trying to poach Stanley and like Michael, Michael is on the phone with her saying that he can't take Stanley away from his family. I think his family's coming with him. And then uh, he says, well, I'm going to poach one of your salesmen. She's like, ooh. And then the last thing Michael says is, can you put me through to your best salesman, please? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aren't you she the guy who the hit that woman with your car? <laughs> didn't, everyone from Stanford, didn't, didn't everyone from Stanford quit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I've no or they. Or they what is he? It's like no or they. Uh, oh man, I'll look up the quote. Yeah, um, no, I, his reputation I lo- precedes him. 
And yeah. I think you're thinking of Branch Wars there too. Lecture Circuit though oh, is yeah, great yeah, yeah. when they when they visit. <laughs> Just the way that Karen is able to deal with Michael is absolutely hilarious. Uh, um, that is the all time happy moment into confusion when she's like <laughs> hi like coming comes to greet them legitimately and it's like oh my god is that jim's she's like wow what? you're huge <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry i'm just, I'm just trying to <laughs> compute the- remember the last time you guys would have had sex you know, you know i'll never i remember it very clearly too i remember very very clearly too that there was a commercial like on this week's episode of The Office that aired on NBC, and we just see Mike, uh, Michael and Pam, and then you see the shot of pregnant Karen, and they don't show any of the lines. And then, like, like knowing that was coming, like we were going to see that in the show, and then mm-hmm. the first thing that Michael says is, is it Jim's? <laughs> yeah. like, I, lo- I thought it was really funny how they set it up, and then Michael immediately sort of pops the tension. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. I mean, the quote that I was going to say is, uh, didn't everyone from Stanford quit, like, immediately? No, I fired them, and you're next. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Um, but uh, I, yeah, in, in lecture circuit, um, Karen is just like, I'll distill all this into. I'm gonna distill all this into an email. Yeah. But we already know each each other's names. I still think it's worth trying. <laughs> oh. But um, we we do get to see Karen have. Uh, I think, uh, as you mentioned, Alex, we do get to see Karen have. Um, it's it's a little bit of a. <laughs> I don't know if closure is the right word when she gets to yell at Jim, but it's definitely closure with her and Pam, which is nice. Yeah. I think that's one thing that I, I, I do kind of like about the show with Karen is that she does kind of get like her exit is, is relatively smooth or good. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, in Branch Wars, she gets to kind of say, I cried for weeks over that guy. So, yeah, seeing him walk out of a PT Cruiser in a ladies warehouse uniform felt pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then she gets to sit them all down and then uh, have Jim uh hang back yeah kind of jim hang you know, back a second she just kind of gets the cut uh, let loose on jim which is pretty fun to watch yes yeah it, it, yeah I, things I are like, going good I, why don't you tell me how great things are going with you and pam yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's the other thing is she's she's like i think for her it was, I, at least i'm assuming she was like you know what i i kind of just want to do this for my own mental health <laughs> just like <laughs> i just want to get this out and that line she has about you know yeah i i cried for weeks over that guy so it felt good to see him dressed up you know it, it's just a nice little she's just sort of reclaiming what she lost a little bit in that mm-hmm. whole yeah. year and then like you know going more you know speaking to that point of her knowing what she wants like she's she's married pregnant a year later you know uh or sorry, not when that happens, but by the time lecture circuit um, mm-hmm. is a year from when she last saw Jim. So like she's yeah. she's oh, yeah. like I'm she's able to move on and like move on with her life. And you could argue uh, seems to have done about as well as any character on the show when it comes to her personal life. <laughs> like, honestly, but when it's all <laughs> said and done, she's like, yep, happily married, done. We met at a bar. It's cute. You done. know, um, in prepping for this episode and watching that episode, Lecture Circuit Branch Wars, watching those moments, you know, with Karen near the end of prep, I was struck by in in Branch Wars when he, you know, Jim, and, uh, Michael, and Dwight are, are on the walkie-talkie with Jim while he's in the PT Cruiser, and they're talking <laughs> about the industrial copier. Um, yeah, see his eyes, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And Jim has to lay down, and Michael says, uh, "Take her to a motel, make love with the, the, to her." Yeah, <laughs> just climb on top of her and think about Stanley. Um, Karen comes over and sees him, and she says, "What are you doing here?" And he says, "Hi, first of all, it's good to see you." She says, "What are you doing here?" And he and he keeps deflecting. How many yeah. of their conversations are like that on the show? 
even the ones we see. Oh yeah, where she's like asking him a very direct question. He's and he's like very just, true. Yeah. Just, did I ever have a thing for Pam? Like he's yeah. you know he's like by he's like trying to 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 deflect and not actually say what's going on. Like she, and she's just very direct. Like it's it's funny how many of those conversations happen between the, those two characters. You know, he yeah. has a hard time. Like he, it's almost like he has to be calculated around Karen because yeah. you know probably because he doesn't feel what he felt for Pam and he knows that. Um, but yeah, he kind of has to think about what he's saying around her and, and doesn't isn't totally honest with her. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's not totally honest with her. Which is funny because when he decides in Booze Cruise, when he's with Katie, he's suddenly very honest. Do you think that'll ever be us? No, let's break up. <laughs> what is wrong with he you? Why really did you bring didn't me here? Like... <laughs> yeah. He really did not like seeing... I think that is more just watching her bond with Roy, Roy. just a little bit. He's just like, no, not doing that. Uh, would this be a good time to go to go back over the Bishop O'Hare thing? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's favorite part of our show. <laughs> um, and then, and then uh, in in lecture circuit, she gets to have closure with Pam, where you know she she's <laughs> as Michael says, old hatreds dissolve into new friendships. Where he like leans his head over in front of the camera and just kind of mm-hmm. leaves his head there. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you get you get a little bit of a uh, Karen has is is pregnant and I think she's and she's married and they have a cute picture of uh, as a hamburger and a hot dog. I was thinking about like who that actor is and who plays her husband and is just like in those photos. Yeah, I was in the office. Oh, really? Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> He's uh... just like yeah, kind of like the I I have had a similar thought about the babies in the picture with Asian Jim and Pam and their family, <laughs> like the kids, you know? Like they're just in that one still photo. Um, but just that guy in the hot dog suit. Um, but uh, but anyway, yeah. And then, uh, you know, Pam says that they're engaged and Karen gives her a hug. And as they walk off, uh, I guess to your point, Sean, uh, Michael says, Karen, wow, kind of mean. And That's pa- right. And, and Pam says, I like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So they get they get that little bit Echoes of closure. Of Karen saying nice. Pam is kind of a bitch. <laughs> <earlier>. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, and then, then that's the last we see of Karen up until threat level midnight, <laughs> when she's part of the Bachelorettes, and the camera crew finds her holding like a takeout container. She says, "Why are you singling my line out all these years you, later?" She says, "Have you ever banged a whole Bachelorette party, baby?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pause on my end, guys. I just spilled a whole bunch of coffee on my desk. This is oh great. Well, I I think I, I, Edwin. I don't know if there's any other favorite moments that you have of of Karen Filippelli. We can should we still talk while he's cleaning? That's that's fine. He's 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 got a T-shirt Alex. or something there uh, that he's mopping it up. You want with. us to still talk or should we can not keep going? I I I'm gonna I'll keep going as I as I uh, clean. Okay, up. good. Uh, we gonna leave this in, yeah. Oh, it's such good content. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, guys, you added I, some I... silly sound effects. Boy, <laughs> 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 I, I mean, I think that we have covered most of Karen. Any other favorite moments that you have of Karen Filippelli? I just, I love I... her voicemail. Just doing her, her doing the yeah. Italian voicemail. It's great. I, I do I do like the little moments that she has with Jim like when he pr- does the fake grenade and she throws up all the paper clips like 
It is. It is uh, yeah, like th- those moments are nice. You know, uh, I, I love when she comes back from traveling salesman and she has the makeover with uh, with Phyllis and Jim <laughs> says, wow, look at you. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. And uh, or just or Kevin saying she looks corporate pantsuits. <laughs> oh, yeah, the pantsuits. That's I want to bring yeah, that yeah. up, too. She's uh, yeah. she's. Very signature Karen. Committed yeah. to the pantsuits. Yeah. She, she dresses for the job she wants, not the job Who she wants. Who wore it better, Karen Filippelli or Michael Scott? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and a mysterious? Yeah, it, it is, is mysterious. mysterious. <laughs> so the buttons are on the wrong side. You wear lady the clothes, pants, Mike. The pants don't have pockets. <laughs> <laughs> the, little, the little way he turns around to show his butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so great I, I, Karen is like she does have some other awesome moments uh, when Todd Packer shows up and is like hey Halper still queer hey everyone hi, Jim. <laughs> uh, excuse me or hello like you, you yeah, like, moves, hello. yeah so gross yeah I know <laughs> and then she's like I'm Karen Jim's girlfriend mm-hmm. <laughs> no way uh, either Halpert's a, or either this chick's a dude or Halpert got scared straight. <laughs> That's a really funny blooper, too, where he goes, or Halpert got lines, and then he has to walk out of the room. <laughs> oh, Very good, David Keck. Uh, we've, we've, we've mentioned how her prank on Jim leaves something to be desired with a cocktail party. It's just a weird, but yeah, it's good. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Shh. She, wait, what else was I... Oh, there was one more thing I was going to bring up, and, and I don't remember now. Having Karen on the show is a little bit like having another figure in the Coalition for Reason. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. If I can use that, can use that term. She certainly is. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a different sort of balance within the within the office. Oh, the the, the, the apartment, the getting a place close to gym Oh, thing I'm so glad you mentioned that. Is... Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that, that's that's the show kind of directly testing these sort of the, the binds between Jim and Pam and, and Karen of like, what's something that could happen that would actually like force some immediacy on Jim and force some something to be unearthed here, uh, which mm-hmm. is essentially what happens because, you know, um, Pam is the one who talks to Jim and is like, you're kind of being an idiot. Like you're you're it's not like you're living together. You're on the same street like Hey, by the way, you guys work together. So, like, what's yeah. the issue here? Um, but it's something that makes it for Jim. He's he's compounding it in his head to be like, oh, well, if we do that, we're living together basically. And now I my chances with Pam are completely gone. Yeah. I think you know, and and he's 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 so sub- he's he's just fighting himself subconsciously that whole time and doesn't even yeah. really know it. And Karen's like, what the it's, hell, dude? Like, come on. And that's such an impactful kind of sad moment where. You know, Pam says, you should take it easy on her. And then Karen comes up and says, thank you for talking some sense into Halpert. The days in room, like 227 yeah, yeah. was getting pretty tired. But then Pam is, is she, I think, and then I believe she goes that's, and she cries in the that's hallway. That's exactly what, right. That's yeah, exactly like, right. Like it's, like that's the thing about this, this version of the love triangle is that Pam feels like some sort of like motivation to like, you know, help Jim as a, in his relationship with Karen, like yeah. as a friend, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, if you told me today, I'd even... be creating a monster capable of my own destruction. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's Pam's, that's reanimating the bull for Pam. 
is helping yeah. helping oh, Jim yeah, yeah. decide on that. Yes. <laughs> Putting I was the like, nail in her different episode, but no, yeah. I know it. I just mean it's the same principle going on of Pam putting a nail in her own coffin there. Yeah, but like you can tell that she feels like a little bit of an obligation to try to help them. You know, like that's is they don't know where they are. All all three of them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. And then Dwight approaches, ties his jacket around his waist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, Who attacked you? And that that is that Hot is that is kind of the fork on the road. I feel like when the Karen Jim thing begins to splinter is mm-hmm. is that housing issue because you know only a few episodes later is Ben Franklin um, when Karen you know, basically confronts Pam is like, Hey, are you still in love with Jim? Mm. Um, and that leads to and then we were, then we're at beach games by the end of the season, in which case, uh, well, and then after beach games, you get Well, Pam, of course, saying how she's feeling about everything. And then you get that interaction with, uh, you know, Karen and Pam, where Pam's like, Hey, I'm sorry about that. And she's like, Oh yeah. And she's like, well, not about what I said. Um, cause I meant it. I just, sorry, I said it or something. Mm-hmm. And that's when you get Karen saying Pam is kind of a bitch. They and then and then of course she she interviews for the job, um, mm-hmm. a position they give to Ryan over Karen for some reason. Well, he's a he's a MBA. He's got his degree. Yeah, right, right. Uh, <laughs> what is your opinion of Michael Scott? He's a very nice man. This is off the record. He would be a complete disaster. <laughs> 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 That's a good one. <laughs> he's a nice yeah. man. Yeah, he's suited for the job he is now. Yeah. Um, I do love when uh, I, just other great Karen moments sure. when she calls the uh, uh, Montreal uh, oh, hers yeah. uh, distributor or something. <laughs> She's speaking in French and then says hers. Um, <laughs> yes. I don't have the line in front of me, <laughs> but, but Jim's really impressed with her in that moment too. Yeah, you know? sure. What's my store number? Six. <laughs> 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 but th- like that, there's just enough moments of the two of them. Yeah, yeah. that just makes me always wonder. It's like if, if Pam just was d- didn't exist or whatever. It's like he would he would be developing this. I feel like they have the very similar. Types of things they like doing together with Pam. If Stanford never closed, if there was never even any sort of merger, yeah, mm-hmm. and it just continued, I feel like he would have stayed with Karen, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. Karen would have gone to art school. They would have met at a gas station halfway in between. Jim mm-hmm. would have proposed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then they'd have two kids, uh, BB and. Uh, and and uh, PP also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and uh, of course, let's just you know, I, maybe the most cringy, awkward moment on the show when Michael first meets Karen. <laughs> and brought that one up oh, yet? Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. yes. You're exotic. You're exotic looking. looking was your dad a GI? Yeah. It's just like Oof. whoa. <laughs> And that's right after Ka- uh, Karen and Pam have like a nice, like a nice introduction. Oh, I love your sweater. You know, like yeah, they have a really nice little meeting. <laughs> yeah. And I, <laughs> little do they know, little do they know. I re- rewatching the merger for prepping for this episode. It's it's clawing its way up the ranks for cringiest <laughs> episode. Like yeah. you know, I've got Diwali first, but. I don't know, man. The mer- everything with Tony is so cringy. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely oh, yeah. right. It's just tough. I don't know what I'm grabbing here. Everything. <laughs> oh, God. 
everything Michael everything Michael says to Martin it's just yeah it's it's pretty tough it's a tough episode <laughs> a moment that makes me laugh every time in that episode is it's like she, he gives the bag and then Hannah says is mostly pencils <laughs> and she says it's, well, and coupons so local hotspots are on screen and then Kevin says to Hannah can I have your pencils no <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that little exchange always makes me laugh so much <laughs> can I have your pencils no. <laughs> uh. well uh well, there you go, Karen Filippelli. Karen Filippelli. Um, all right, I think we'll take a quick break and then we'll finish up with some trivia. CBD isn't about what you feel. It's about what you don't feel. Stress, anxiety, pain. Feels is a premium CBD that will help keep your head clear and feel your best. It's hassle-free, delivered directly to your door. CBD naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. There's no hangover or addiction. I personally love uh, using CBD products, and it feels specifically I like I'm a super anxious person. So every now and then I'll be going about my day, and I'll realize, oh, I don't feel as anxious or as stressed out. And it's like, oh, yeah, I had that little drop of feels earlier today. Uh, it's just in the background, just mellowing you out. It's great. So place a few drops of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important and everyone's dose is different. In fact, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience so that you find your perfect dose. The Feels customer service team is dedicated to making sure you get the best use of your CBD. Joining Feels monthly membership makes your self-care easy. You'll save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. So start feeling better with Feels. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash scott and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash Scott to become a member and get 50% off automatically taking off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash Scott. At this point, it seems like everyone watches Netflix. It might be the biggest way we all watch TV and movies. But did you know that Netflix has different content available based on where you're located? It has tens of thousands of shows, but you may only get access to a fraction of that. And that's where ExpressVPN comes in. Watching Netflix without using ExpressVPN is like paying for a gym membership, but only being able to use the treadmill. ExpressVPN unlocks that content by changing the online location, so you can appear to be in a different country or region. They have almost 100 different server locations, so you can gain access to all kinds of different shows. And it works with other streaming services too, not just Netflix, including BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and more. There's all kinds of different shows available when you use ExpressVPN. Our listeners may enjoy Modern Family on Netflix UK, which, if you haven't seen it, is another great comedy that uses the documentary format. Highly recommend it. I, uh, I remember pre-pandemic when I was traveling more for work, I was amazed by what was available on Netflix in other countries. But with ExpressVPN, I can check out all of that from the comfort of home. As far as VPNs go, ExpressVPN is fast, compatible with all devices, and encrypts your data. So you can browse securely, easily, and without any buffering. So be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash scott. Don't forget to use our link at expressvpn.com slash scott to get an extra three free months of ExpressVPN for free. Let's just do our thing, collect our hardware, and get the hell home. 
Before we jump into our listener-provided trivia, I have a trivia question for you guys. Mm. Okay. Um, in uh, in A Benihana Christmas, Karen and Jim give each other the same movie for Christmas. What movie is it? It's Bridget Jones' Diary. All right, cool. That was one of my questions <laughs> at the trivia night. I wanted to see if you remembered. Uh, definitely. Hey. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, okay, fellas. So I, I thought Philippellas. that this was... But, by the way, we've gotten some great <laughs> trivias uh, sent in recently, so I'm very excited about uh, upcoming trivia on the show. Uh, but today's seemed appropriate because Karen Filippelli is a mother. This week's trivia is called Birth Babies Breast Milk. Okay. <laughs> sent to us by Jasmine. Uh, she writes, Hello, Kevin. Michael Scott podcast company family. In honor of birthing my second enormous monster baby, almost 10 pounds... <laughs> I wanted to send in trivia that involves birth, babies, and breast milk. Battlestar Galactica. Uh, Love the podcast and love listening to you three. Uh, Thanks for helping me laugh till I cry and inspiring me to be a better human being. Oh, thank you, Jasmine. Thank you. Um, All right, fellas. Here we go. How many minutes does Jim say contractions have to be for them to go to the hospital? Uh, Two minutes. No. No. Five? But, yes. Five, five to se- What happened five- to four and three? <laughs> yeah. Five to seven minutes. And then how many minutes are they apart uh, when uh, when they discover? Oh, sorry. How many minutes are her contractions when they finally do go to the hospital? Two. That's yes. two minutes. Correct. That's correct. Okay. That by the way, that sense. just reminded me. I always feel like it was a slight missed opportunity by the writers. I feel like at some point, Michael Scott should have mentioned contractions, but said contractors. He does say contrapting. Oh, that's right. You're right. Yeah, he does. She's contrapting. Name at least three ways to not induce labor. To not induce labor. Make spicy food come out of her. No, that's not what he says. What does Kevin say? Stick spicy food up her butt. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Um... Andy does the uh, Andy does the uh, evolution of dance. Dance. Uh, yes, that's correct. Um, and Aaron uh, lists all the names of the Kentucky Derby winners in there <laughs> and their writers. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, also would have accepted uh, Meredith's shirt that doesn't stimulate the nipples. <laughs> um, and uh, and Ryan reads a poem. I have a oh, shirt yeah. like that in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Who shares a room with Jim and Pam at the hospital? What are their names? Oh, that's tough. Melissa. I have no idea. No. I have no idea. It is... is Dan? Close. It's Dale Ah. and... Kathy. (laughs) Another (laughs) Kathy? Another Another, Kathy. And Jasmine writes, another freaking Kathy. Dude. Um, It's uh, Melissa Roush for The Big Bang Theory. Is the that actress? Ah, that's funny. Mm. Yeah. One of many cats. Name, mm-hmm. name Andy's old roommate who would share the same birthday as Baby Halpert. But Mud Brooks. Correct. <laughs> but you hear that, Brooks? But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you had that ready to go. You hear that, But Mud Brooks? I just happened to be on. I just happened to be on Andy's drop page. Oh my gosh, that's nice. Uh. uh <laughs> According to Jim, where was Baby Halpert conceived? Oh, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Oh my god, I can think of the scene. Um, yeah, I can too. He's like, you know, it. orgy. Mm, close. You're in the right. It's, it's like, like some a kind of music festival or something. Burning Man, Porta Potty, Burning Man, Porta Potty. Very. <laughs> God. Uh, what kind of cake does Phyllis bring to the hospital? Ice cream. That's right. Oh my God! Go, go, go! What are you insane? Me liking the ice cream cake. How does Pam describe maternity leave? It rocked. It rocked my ass off. <laughs> Correct. Jasmine writes that's accurate. <laughs> accurate description. Uh, <clears throat> okay, three more questions, guys. Dwight claims he can drain Pam's breasts of breast milk by squeezing them. God. How many squeezes he said, does he say it will take? Three pumps. Yes. I don't know. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Right. Three. Three squeezes and I'll drain you. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? Uh, uh, another great instance of... He's like, this is going to bother me more than Dwight, it bothers you. Dwight Something looking like at that. the world through, a, through the Does lens of a, put on a the farm animals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if my, okay. and if my <clears throat> estimation is correct, you grind your teeth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. I sit three feet from her. <laughs> <laughs> Michael has two awkward interactions, probably more, with coworkers where he brings up breast milk. Who are the people that he brings up breast milk with, or what What were those interactions? Well, one is with Pam, and yes. he says, if you lie, it'll get into the breast milk. <laughs> yes. And then she says... Please don't talk about my breast milk. <laughs> yes. And then, is the other one with Karen? Yes, it is. Yeah, so in um, in lecture circuit, he says, oh, Karen, what's going on? Do you need to go pump? And she says, why don't you do that until after I have a baby? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> 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 that came in really quiet. Oh, well, to us, it's a loud yeah. drop to the listeners. So. Yeah, it's a loud Sorry. drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, this is the final question. There are three different feasts mentioned oh. in the delivery. Oh, what are they? Fancy feast. Yes. October feast. <laughs> yes. And ultra feast. <laughs> yeah. Ding, ding, ding! Correct. Guys, I think you did. I think you did really good on that Do one. I still have the. Uh, Where's my go back? No, I. There's nothing. In, there's nothing in it. You're telling me now. <laughs> You're telling me this now. Oh my gosh. I I don't know what happened to the October feast drop. It's gone. One of the best ever. One of my favorite Oscar lines is, is "Don't bring the hospital have a dictionary. Bring it the source." Yeah, that's oh, here a good it is. one. Sorry, I found it. You want to eat cat food with Kevin and not go to the hospital? That's fancy feast. Ultra feast is something they made up so they can pig out together in the name of ceremony. What is October feast? <laughs> that's all, it's all three in that drop. That's I love it. Uh, well, uh, there you have it. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for sending in that trivia. If you would like to send us trivia, email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. You can also call us and leave us a message, 503-694-9314. We're on Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, michaelscottpod.com. We have a store, mspcstore.com, where you can get crew decks and mugs and some other things. Uh, we're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash michaelscott. Become a Scott's Top for five bucks a month. Uh, you can get involved in what is kind of, is becoming a really cool community. We're doing more fun stuff together. Uh, and uh, you'll get bonus episodes every month uh, of a mailbag. Um 
you have the whole backlog of all those episodes as well and, and some uh, un- some previously unreleased test recordings yes from the early early days <laughs> ad free main feed episode so go check that out uh, become a scots tot uh, we we donate a portion of our funds to the thurgood marshall college fund uh so thank you so much to our scots tots thank you to ryan lloyd who designs our artwork uh you know, Edwin, I I realized the other day another thing I should be saying at the end of the show is that Edwin James recorded our Edwin and Alex recorded our theme music. Um, so oh, I thought that was common knowledge at this point. I, I did too, but I I realized I mean you were uh, like I've never known. I would never know who. Came. If somebody's just jumping in now, they might not know. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, and if you'd like to know how to play our theme song, I posted a tutorial on our Instagram. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, Edwin right. Edwin plays it on guitar and sings it, and then I did I did uh, some back backup uh, instruments and harmonies. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, Alex so- added the banjo and the high falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear a rich full tenor, that's that's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know a cameraman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh wait. Sorry, one last thing here, because this was one of the trivia questions I never did uh, mm-hmm. at our live show, because I had some extra pieces of audio. I didn't mm-hmm. play one, but this was just a great Andy drop on its own right. But also, if you could name the episode, cool, but this is just a, <laughs> a great moment. Okay, I do not want to waste your time, so I will keep this brief now. <laughs> such an andy thing well there you go there you have it uh this episode, thinking, what episode yeah, is that from you want to hear it again it out now yeah okay i do not want to waste your time so i will keep this brief now is he talking I, to robert california you know but you're in the right season oh really okay then i was in the wrong season i was going to say that it was him pitching uh, employee of the month to Jim um, in season six when Jim is co-manager. But uh, let's see. Uh, if it's in season eight. Uh, oh, uh, the incentive. Yes. Boom. Boom. Nice work. Well, there you have it. This episode was recorded over video chat. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good little tangent in between your no, uh your, your closing remarks um but hey uh thank you for listening thank you for for uh spending some time with us uh while we laugh and joke and talk about our uh, our favorite show so um thank you for 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 listening and for uh for supporting us it means the world to us that we get to keep doing this uh week after week and it's all because of you guys so um thank you as always uh we love you and appreciate uh every single one so um take care stay safe See you next week. Pippity poppy, give me the zabba. Yes, sir. Abundanza. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.